What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a championship episode of the Shoot or Pass podcast, your favorite NBA podcast. I am your royal host, Chevy. Today is such a glorious day. I'm here to talk the talk about the greatest athlete of all time, LeBron James, four for four. But first, welcome in my peasants, I mean co-host, Miami Heat Nation. How are you guys doing today? Welcome. Did we confirm that record four four and four? It's not a record. We're gonna, we're gonna talk what about this on the four podcast for today. Four bullshit it's, that you're talking about. Yo, it's it's a mindfuck because he won forty, lost four. I, I don't understand how it works. I'm confused. Chevy, you gotta explain it. But whatever. Let's introduce Well, there's, there's there's four trophies that he's collectively four trophies or rings the way you want to look at it. There's also four additional trophies behind each championship ring or trophy. And, and Gabe, can you tell us what those four additional trophies are? I don't speak English. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay. All right, all right. We're starting. We're starting. We're starting the timer. Dos minutos oh. on the clock, Chevy. You got dos minutos to get it all off your chest. All the bragging, all the bullshit. Get it off your chest, and then we're going back to business. Ready? Well, I thought this was the whole episode. Dos minutos. Nah, go. go ahead, bro. Go. All right, this is what I really wanted to say. Um, you know, and this is going to be on a real note here for most people. I think that this championship has given LeBron James and his platform, and basically what it has done is amplified his voice. Uh, you know, we came into this bubble with a lot of goals in mind uh, with the NBA, the Players Association. And on a real note, man, you know, I'm, I'm obviously happy that he won from a basketball perspective and added another chip to him. To his resume but you know the bigger thing is bigger than basketball and i think the progression of lebron james over the last four years um from building the i promise school creating clutch sports uninterrupted for athletes to have a platform to speak uh you're looking at spring hill company now it's, it's a media group and he's willing to put people on and you know, i think this bubble the focus the black lives matter it has amplified lebron james his platform his voice even more and it's funny because ironically he doesn't do much talking you know beyond hey i've got my platforms i'm here to focus i'm here to play ball we're here to win uh so i think that's the greatest part first and foremost before all the silly nonsense i'm about to say but uh i told you guys so i mean four number four guys gabe what did you say these guys were a bunch of ragtag guys you know jr smith was on instagram live last night with uh, KCP, <laughs> Markeith Morris, and, and even Dion Waiters wanted his respect, man. These guys were asking for the respect. They heard all, what all, all I heard was talk your shit. Fuck that, talk your shit. They were talking to you, Gabe. So that's kind of like all what I have to say just to initially open up the show today. But I'm happy. I mean, it's fun. It's been a great ride, man. Appreciate you guys for playing along. You know, thank, thank you, Miami Heat. You guys are great. In the words of Baby, are you finished? Or are you done? You hear that alarm? This is unreal. All done. We're done. This is unreal, bro. Like I'm, I'm restricted on my. I'm restricted. Gabe, on where my can they show. follow you? Where can they follow you? You know what? Uh, Twitter, Gabe XL, Instagram, and the G84. At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the gram and the Twitter. Let's go. Beautiful, beautiful, and all. Obviously, you guys can find me on Twitter at Baseline Chevy. Come on and join me and celebrate this fourth championship ring and four NBA MVP finals MVP excuse me Gabe do you understand four for four now I'm ready to go man let's go 
<laughs> All right. Don't forget, guys, to listen to us on the Apple Podcast, on the Google Podcast, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever you prefer. Just subscribe. Drop us a comment as well. Rate the show. Everybody listening out in India on the Ghana app, we appreciate you. We hope you have enjoyed this wonderful ride as the NBA season comes to an end. Shoot or pass. All right, shoot or pass. LeBron winning his fourth ring cements him as the greatest player of all time. Gabe, how about you take this one first? Okay, I'm not hating. Let me just make my case. I'm a pass because because it's hard to compare players over different eras. We've had this conversation many times. You know what I mean? If I have to pin it down, I would say he's in the top four or five for sure. You know, you got Duncan in there, you got Jordan in there, you got LeBron, <clears throat> um, Bill Russell for what he's done, you know, going through the whole civil rights movement back at the time. But uh, yeah, LeBron is definitely up there. I mean, how can you deny him? He has uh, MVP on three finals, different teams. Um, over the course of his career, he's averaged 27 7. So, um, you know, and he's 36. So it's like, yeah, he's up in that conversation for sure. I can't say the greatest because it's just hard to compare different players to different eras. The different rule sets, the physicality, it's just really hard to do that. But um, yeah, he's definitely up there. Nice. Robbie, shoot or pass? I'm going to say jump ball. And I just want to <laughs> preface this by saying that I fucking hate this debate. Why? Because there's just so many variables that come into play here. It really is. The most obvious one being LeBron isn't even done playing yet. Mm -hmm. uh, and it really comes down to what each, of a, each one of us values as greatness when we're trying to have this debate. I mean, do you look at the more obvious? Michael Jordan and his 6-0 record in the finals? Six rings? Six NBA Finals MVPs? Did oh. it all on the same team? Was Ooh. the better pure isolation score against tougher defenses? Oh, Arguably the better defender because, you know, he did win Defensive Player of the Year and LeBron hasn't yet. Or do you focus on longevity and consistency more than peak performances? LeBron winning it on three different teams the last one at the age he is now being the better facilitator playing with arguably weaker supporting casts against more strategically complex defenses than that of the 90s and frankly i think you got to throw in kobe and all his accomplishments into this conversation frankly this debate will never get squashed it's never gonna get squashed so it's got to be a jump ball for me and this debate's stupid. That's that's my answer. <laughs> I think he's better. I think he's better than Kobe. I will say that though. A jump ball is not even an option, Robbie. I'm just kidding. But um, honestly, a lot of what you said there, I think the common NBA, the casual NBA fan will need a dictionary to understand what you just said there, Robbie. But I agree. Uh, for the most part, there. I, I think what's terrible about this question, the greatest of all time, um, is is the thing about eras, as, as Gabe mentioned. I think. This era, obviously, LeBron James, hands down, has dominated it. And on top of that, I think men that are Gabe's age or older obviously need to get over it because they're not. You know, they always want to bring Michael Jordan to the conversation. And in this day and age, I mean, and year as the years continue on here, you know, he's year wow. 17, 35 years old. Uh, you, you know what's pretty soon going to happen, though, is 
his name is always going to be up and up in the rankings and in the list of you know overall points assists i mean he, he's going to be having all these records that be broken except shooting records because i would give steph curry the shooting records hands down best shooter of all time steph curry um sooner a lot of these guys that are te- you know in the league now 10 years from now they're going to be chasing lebron james in, in the rankings you know and and for me it's you know it's all about cementing your name across the board and the longevity i, I kind of w- would favor to take that over just dominating just a small time of, of a decade um because you you last longer in history you know if you really want to be a, as a legend not to say michael isn't a legend or the other guys mentioned you know um but yeah i think it's, it's a silly debate i'm not going to sit here and entertain the conversation of greatest player of all time today um uh, i think we just need to sit down obviously all honor the greats um, and there's a time and place to do so. I mean, today we're honoring LeBron. You know, we we honored Michael Jordan over the summer in, in uh, what May and June. So, you know, I mean, there's a time and place for it o- overall. And uh, asking you guys as Heat fans, do you think that a Finals loss and, and adding that zero and one to Jimmy Butler's legacy it, it hurts his legacy, or is it, does it help his legacy that he made it to the Finals with this this team? I think it helps because he made it to the Finals and he's gonna be back. Yeah, I agree. I mean, no one really talked about Jimmy Butler's legacy for being real. So, I mean, he, he has well, ESPN did technically put out an article about his legacy, that how there was some great legacy for him based on what he's doing. But it's just because now it's no, the current thing we'll that's talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I, I mean, like I, I reason with you guys definitely. I mean, beyond the skill sets, the mentality, you know, being placed in this bubble. I mean, there's so many variable situations that you can say one man, you know, had a tougher situation than the other and argue about it. Um, but at the end of the day, man, I think it's just all about truly honoring the greats. Look, for example, you know, all of us here had a conversation about KD's 2017 run, one of the best runs there. Obviously, the stipulations behind it, the underlying facts of him joining the 73 and 9 team the previous year that, that you know, knocked him out of the playoffs. We, we all could sit here and honor that, and we all could sit here and have a conversation. That regardless of him joining that team, he still was a hell of a damn good player and unstoppable that year. Obviously, showed it too. So, so who do you think LeBron passes the torch? Onto who's gonna be the next guy that emerges to be a part of these debates? And I'm talking young guys. Are we saying Luca? Oh, has to be Luca. Has to be, yeah. Hands 100%, down. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, we can agree on that, people. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! All right, shooter pass had Goran Dragic not suffered an injury in Game One. We would be seeing a Game Seven between the Heat and the Lakers. Robbie, shooter pass. I'm a mimic Gabe right now. Hell yeah! 100% shooting on this one. Wow. Dragic was operating at a higher gear in the bubble. We all know it. Chevy, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta agree with this. Okay. I would even go as far as saying that he was their best and most consistent performer up until he got hurt. He was averaging about 20 points per game in the Mm -hmm. finals. That. And that's something that could have definitely helped Jimmy shoulder, uh, could have helped Jimmy shoulder the scoring load. Uh, we all knew what he did during games three and five was not sustainable. And, and, and a guy like Goron could have definitely helped. The Slovenian mm. Cogmeister, that's the last time I'm saying it for this season, was the better facilitator, ball handler, and more experienced of all the guards on the Heat's roster. And having him on the court most definitely would have helped the Heat push this game to seven, to push this to game seven. Yeah, I agree, shoot. I mean, he was a master of getting into the paint and finding open guys for the three, or he would take the shot himself. So I don't, 
Although I don't believe the result would have been different, I still think the Lakers would have won the game, uh, the series, because winning four against LeBron out of seven is pretty much an impossible task unless you're a coward like KD. I feel like, um, you know, Goran would have definitely made the series more competitive, and we'd have a game seven coming up this week. So he was definitely missed. Um, like you said, Jimmy Butler, although he had two triple doubles, one with a 40-pointer and one with a 35-pointer, that's unsustainable. That's not his game. And I, I just wish that Bam would have done a little bit more, even though he had a, a decent final series. But obviously, he was coming off an injury, so that obviously hurt him a little bit. But um, yeah, definitely, if Goran was there, we'd have a game seven right about now, for sure. You know, I w- I'm just going to, first and foremost, I'll still say pass on it. Um, <laughs> you know, trip. Pass on it. Here I mean, we go. Trip. I don't play what if games. I mean, we're just all about facts. I mean,. God. The fact is, LeBron James, LeBron Ramon James has number four. And that's it. Next. Danny Green's miss three in the fourth quarter of game five deserves criticism, but does not warrant the death threats he and his fiance have been receiving. Gabe Shooter Pass. Hey, look, keep the simple shoot. It's sports, not life or death. Like, come on, people. Death threats over a stupid game. A series you wouldn't want anyway, you know, either in six or seven. Come on. It's sports. Stop the death threats. And why why are you sending it to his wife? Send him directly to Danny Green. Like, why is his wife involved in this shit? So yeah, it's it's sports. Knock it off. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no other right answer here. You gotta say shoot. It's pathetic of Lakers fans to do this. Who the fuck gets so mad at something a player did that is not offensive? That they have the time to send death threats, not just to said player, but to his family. What the hell, man? Just go jerk one off and go to fucking bed. (laughs) Shout out to Danny Green for handling it with crap, with class. But like, really, Lakers fans? Really? (laughs) Rub one out and go to sleep. Oh my god. I mean, yeah, of course, shoot on this one. I mean, I'll say this. I was upset at Danny and Markeith Morris, but at the end of the day, it is a basketball game, like you said, Gabe, and no one should be threatened over it, especially their family. This is weird. It's like these people just make these burner accounts. Shout out to KD and just think it's cool to say these weird things. And... He started it. Yeah, man. It started I, with Kevin Durant. Just, yep. His it's insecure ass. Man. Yeah, it's, it's super weird, man. It, it's such a weird thing to do. Like, just let people live, man. I mean, Danny came out, man. He shot 40% from the three-point line in game six. So he made up for it. He was still garbage in most of the series, but, you know, it's, it's okay. Yeah, he wasn't, like, effective. But, you know, it's fine. Let's... Next. Next. <laughs> Shooter pass. The media and the fans have set unrealistic expectations for Kyle Kuzma. Shooter pass, Robbie. I am going to agree with this statement and say shoot. He's just another guy that fell victim to his early success on a bad team. When he first came into the league, he was averaging 16.1 points per game as a rookie and then 18.7 points per game in his second year, which was the first year LeBron got there. But we all knew it was very obvious that he had some serious flaws in his game. He was not a very good defender and is still in dire need of developing a good handle to elevate his game. So you combine those very obvious flaws with injuries and having to adjust to a reduced role once AD joined the team, there was bound to be even more growing pains. I don't know what else anyone really expected. 
Yeah, I'm a shoot as well. You took some of my points. Like I said, in his first season with LeBron, he was averaging around 18 points a game. But at the same time, that could have been attributed to LeBron James' injury. So remember, he played, I think, 55 games that season, um, his first season with the Lakers, LeBron. So the next season, obviously, his point totals dropped because, you know, AD was on board and James was back. So he took the Chris Bosh role like he would have done in Miami. But um, also, I think the, the expectations were big for Kuzma is because before LeBron, you know, it was him, Ingram, and Ball. And a lot of people thought, you know, he would be the next guy they could depend on. But once he traded Ball and Ingram, you know, he kind of just, like, I don't know what happened to him. He just fell off. But um, he also got outplayed by the bench frequently. Rondo, Keith, even Caruso to an extent. So, um, you know, it's not his fault. Like you said, it's just a victim of uh, being a teammate of LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, I'm actually going to pass on it for the reason of, I think a lot of the biggest question mark for Kyle Kuzma this year was, it, can he be that third option? Will he fill that third option? And I told you guys this a week or two ago that this team, this Laker team doesn't really have like a true third option. If the, the man's wide open, shoot the ball. If he needs to pass, pass and rotate it, same thing on defense. You got to rotate over, you know, make sure you turn your head and, and not let Duncan Robinson slide down to the corner and, and pop that three. That's what you got to do. And, you know, I think it's just a, a big team effort overall from from this type of uh, ball club that the Lakers have assembled. Uh, but I'm just, I'm going to pass and say I don't think there's unrealistic expectations. I think the question mark this entire year was can he be that true third option? And obviously he, he can't be and he, and he wasn't. So, and I'll go as far as to say this, like, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if, if the Lakers trade him. I wouldn't be surprised. I think he's expendable at this point. Well, even if AD leaves. That because the Lakers, I think, decided to keep Kuzma in that trade where they got rid of everybody and sent him to the Pelicans. Yeah, because I feel like they had the most belief in him. Unless LeBron wanted him around because he couldn't use Ball because Ball was a point guard, obviously. So, um, but like I said, even if AD leaves, you think they trade him? I mean that's a different scenario, but I think if you if you secure AD, you got LeBron there. I mean, you, at this point, you're looking to better your roster and round it out a little bit better, right? Uh, you know, you brought in veteran guys like Danny Green. You brought in Ray John Rondo. Uh, you know, you you kind of you kind of want to keep the veteran leadership there at the same time, but you, you still got to look and try to get better and improve. I, I, that still has to happen. I, I think the roster overall can get better. Like a guy like Marquise Morris, are you guys expecting him to be on this roster next year? Deion Waiters? No, those guys, yeah. And even J.R. Smith, I think, you know, obviously they're just kind of, you know, they on the bench. But, mm-hmm. Yeah, they're fillers, exactly. So I, I think if, if you have an opportunity to increase and get better and maybe you have to give up Kuzma, you know, why not? Oh, definitely. I agree. All right, shooter pass. In retrospect, the Philadelphia 76ers should have offered Jimmy Butler a five-year max contract instead of trading him. Robbie, shooter pass. Uh, pass, because then he wouldn't have came to Miami and led the Heat to the finals. Hello. Duh. <laughs> no, but the... <laughs> so, could it have prevented them from giving those awful contracts to Tobias Harris and Alf Horford? The world will never know, but even then... I think that it was it would have taken the Sixers a little more than just offering Jimmy Butler a max contract here. They would have needed to keep someone like JJ Redick as well. Having a lineup of Butler, Simmons, and Embiid is is great, but none of those guys are known for their perimeter shooting, which is something any team needs to make a deep playoff run. And I think it was a big reason why they got swept by the Celtics in these playoffs. I just don't think Jimmy Butler was the one and only missing piece for the Sixers team. He's better suited in Miami with that Heat culture. 
Yep. I'm gonna say shoot, but didn't he allegedly uh, reject the five-year, $190 million deal from the Sixers to go to the Heat? Is that accurate or not really? I'm not sure if I have my facts straight. But um, either way, he did a podcast with JJ Redick, and he told me leadership was a reason why he'd be moving on. He said at one point they had this film session, right, where the team was watching all the game, and um, he said that during the film session, you know, Coach Brett Brown. I guess he wanted to add input. He, he asked the players for input on what they were doing wrong during the game. Jimmy said no one volunteered anything. And Jimmy being the new guy on the team, he didn't want to come out and be the first guy to say, hey, we should do this, that, and the other. So he kept quiet. So at that point, he told J.J. Reddick, I knew it was time for me to go because none of that guy stepped up to point out our flaws and our mistakes. So I feel like he had a problem with Brett Brown and his coaching. And then also with the other guys on the team, you know, to point out their miscues or their mistakes or how they can get better as a team. So coming to the Heat, it's a totally different game. We're about winning. We're about improving. We're about holding each other accountable. So I feel like even if they offer him that contract, he would have rejected it anyway. Absolutely. I got to pass with you, Heat fans. I mean, there's no way. This is this this fit is for Jimmy and Jimmy needs Miami. Miami needs Jimmy, vice versa, whatever you want to split it and call it. It's such a wonderful fit. It's perfect. Um, obviously, things didn't work out for the best in Philadelphia. Doc Rivers is there. Look, Jimmy, this is the best situation for you, buddy. I love it. Um, and, and you know, like you, you mentioned there, Gabe, you you both of you individually, you know, uh, but you know more or less, as you mentioned, the whole Goran Dragic thing. You know, he he liked that Jimmy held the team accountable. Everybody, it doesn't matter, you know, star player, max contract player. Uh, you know, rookie. It doesn't matter. Everybody still got the same treatment, and and that's the way it should be. I, absolutely, the chemistry on that is different. Pat Rowley has a vision. Miami's not going to have a hard time attracting free agents. I, I'm fully confident. I mean, after they they captured the big three, I mean, what else? What else is there to say? I agree with that. We're a destination spot, baby. We are officially there. You know, number one free Let's agent go. destination, Miami. You heard it here first. Shoot or pass, Tyler Hero's rookie playoff run is good, but not as great as Jason Tatum's rookie playoff run. Gabe, shoot or pass? I'm going to go push. The reason why, push, you know, it's a draw. In other words. All right, so Hero averaged 16, 5, and 3 on 37% shooting from three-point land, and he averaged 43% shooting overall in his rookie playoff season, which is this year. Tatum was 18, 2, and 4 on 32% shooting from three, and uh, 47% from the field. The numbers are very close. The difference is minimal between the two. But I guess since um, most people saw Hero's lasting image last, maybe they may put that above it. But I don't think, it's like I said, it's a push. No one did better than the other. They both had um, a great rookie playoff series. Yeah, I'll say that they, they both had pretty awesome rookie playoff runs. But I'm going to have to agree with this statement and say shoot. While Tyler Hero did make it to the NBA Finals as a rookie and averaged more assists and rebounds per game in his playoff run with uh, 3.6 assists per game, 5 rebounds per game versus JT's 2.7 and 4.4, I think Tatum gets the edge here because he played better defense and was arguably the best offensive player on his team. He was their primary option. He was going up against the opposing team's best offenders more often than not, while Tyler was getting the second or third best defenders more often because Jimmy, Goron, and Bam were drawing the best defenders. 
both had awesome plays versus LeBron, which brought a smile to my face. I mean, you know, obviously Tyler left them, left LeBron to fight the dust in that one game. And you can't forget Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals back in 2018 when Tatum posterized LeBron. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm going to shoot on this one. I think... Robbie summed up perfectly in regards to the you know statistics overall. Uh, and it is really hard to determine this right now uh, because what you've seen what Tatum has become as well. And my hope is you know I like Tyler Hero, so I hope at some point he becomes that great of a player. Hopefully his ceiling is a little bit higher than a lot of people expect, uh, which would be great. But I think the run that uh, Jason Tatum had was was a little bit better. Uh, just knowing who he is today. I think it's just hard because you can't take out Jason Tatum today. I mean, that was what, like three years ago we watched that? There's 2008 the, uh, playoff run for him. So, yeah, that was about two playoff runs ago, which I'm getting old, so I kind of forgot. <laughs> wow. I'm catching up with Gabe, yeah. Catching okay. up with you, Gabe. Right. You catch up with LeBron James, too. He's 35. So. <laughs> uh, shooter pass awarding Lawrence Frank of the LA Clippers as the NBA's executive of the year. It's quite frankly bullshit. Shoot or pass, Robbie. Shoot. Who the hell votes on this? I mean, off the top of my head, I can give you three names. Sam Presti, Rob Palinka, and Pat Riley, who deserved it more. What's even crazier to me is that Rob Palinka came in seventh place in voting. That's pretty absurd. I mean, listen, Palinka brought AD on board, was more creative with the minimum contracts, and obviously won the NBA championship. Mm -hmm. We all know about what Sam Presti did. With the Thunder, he unloaded way off P and Russell Westbrook acquired CB3 and six first round draft picks. Granted, you could argue that those draft picks need to materialize for him to get the award, but he built a team that was supposed to be real rebuilding and, and still managed to make the playoffs. I, I think that's pretty remarkable. And then of course, I mean we can we can't count out Pat Riley, who unloaded Hassan Whiteside, Dion Waiters, and James Johnson found Kendrick Nunn and Duncan Robinson, who are two diamonds in the rough, had that trade mid-season that brought us Iggy, Jay, and Solomon Hill, which reduced the payroll and opened up more cap space for us to land a max contract player next season and continue to run the motherfucking East, baby. Jeez. Woo-wee. Oh, my God. All right, Gabe. Well, um, how do you feel about this? I'm going to keep mine short and simple. I'm going to say pass. It's not BS because didn't everyone want Kawhi Leonard, right? Wasn't a league fighting for him. Even though you had a, an inkling that he would join the Clippers because he wanted to be home. And most people wasn't keen on him joining LeBron James. I don't think he actually wanted to join LeBron James. But he strung him along anyway. But yeah, I mean, if you get the top guy that is vying for your services for that year, yeah, I think you deserve it. it. Like I said, it's just for that year. I know Robbie brought up a lot of other points about what other GMs did, but, you know, those are over time. Just one year, yes, he got Kawhi Leonard where everyone else wanted him. So I'll give it to him for this just this year. Yeah, I mean, Robbie made a very strong, strong push to, to shoot this, but I, I'm going to pass. I'm going to stick to my guns here. I think what it is, it's just hell of a job to really overhaul a roster in one summer and make it championship built on paper. Um, obviously, you know, Lou Will was there, you know, Montrez Harrell, uh, but arguably, you know, you know, Cole 
sixth man of the year, if you really want to call it that. You know, obviously, Trez definitely deserved it. Um, so yeah, I give credit where it's due. Otherwise, if we're if we're talking the playoffs, I mean, shit, you got to give it to Rob Palinka. I mean, the, the guy, like you mentioned, Robbie was very creative no, with no, surrounding no, 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 no. no, I'm LeBron. telling LeBron on you that you betrayed him with this answer. I mean, I'm not. I mean, same on you. He put he on paper. He put together the best team. It just just wasn't winnable. Like I told you guys, you know. Shame. So Shame. it is what it is. Sick. I mean. Shame. Give him, give him, look. These guys can go ahead and win executive of the year all they want, as long as we're adding we the go. rings, the trophies, uh-huh. and the Finals MVP. All is well over here. Just a friendly reminder that Chevy's from Orlando, right? I mean, what does it have to do? What does it have to do with anything? I mean, you know, people can root for players these days. You know, we're we're in an era of, of player movement. How about fan movement? I'll advocate for that. No, we've established by the way, that you're more than just following player a player. By the way, you are by the way, Ron's personal uh-oh. defense attorney. By the way, I just want to say, you know what's disgusting here since we're on the topic of LA is all the Laker fans that just when LeBron first signed there, like they, they had like the, the Lakers. They, 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 you guys didn't have any kind of reasonable like. How, how long have you not made the playoffs? How long? Ever since you know, RIP to, to the man Kobe. But ever since Kobe retired, like nobody cared about the Lakers. No, and now you have this high prestigious feeling to say, "Well, LeBron James better do this, this, and this. He better win us a championship, or else." What? Like Laker fans are weirdos, man. Worse. You know, it, Worse. they are weirdos, bro. They are weirdos. So look, we established in the summer of 2018. There's two types of. There's two types of fans. There is L.A. Braun fans, and there are your regular Laker fans that are complete trash. And unfortunately, <laughs> I don't know where they're at today. They but, merged. But yeah, they're, they're bowing down at the murals of LeBron James, finally, instead of so you know, splashing the room. you're not directing all this crap to Braun sexuals. It's to just standard Lakers fans. There like we go. That probably we went go. out last night without masks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. I could have sworn they were saying, oh, he can't replace Kobe. All of a sudden, now he's, oh, we love him, but he's our favorite son, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they say it with that same exact voice, too. <laughs> yeah, oh, blah, blah, blah. He can't be Kobe. No way. <laughs> That's how you do, hey, man. why don't you talk in that voice throughout the entirety of every podcast we <laughs> oh do? Oh, my God. You should not be allowed to podcast <laughs> ever again unless you're doing it with that voice. I'll do it with the next scooter pass, or I'll try. All right. No, you know what? You know that's do it perfect. for your like, stud. Do it for your stud. Let's let's designate it as a Laker fan voice. How about that? <laughs> Laker Nation's gonna hate you, bro. They're gonna hate you because even you know, I'm gonna hate all of us. I'm a pompous <laughs> jackass. Let's go. <laughs> Shooter pass. Adam Silver has done a better job at maneuvering this league through a global pandemic and social justice issues better than any other major league commissioner this year. Can we, before anybody answers this, just give a round of applause? It sounds like something else, just so you know. <laughs> Get your well, on that note. Go ahead. <laughs> well, on that note, <laughs> Robbie, did you want to tell us how, how <laughs> amazing the NBA commissioner Adam Silver is? Gabe, you, you have such a way I'm just saying. your expressions and your thoughts. It sounded um, pretty good, but go ahead. Shoot, obviously, I mean, zero positive tests throughout the bubble, even with a certain somebody who I'll talk more about later, sneaking someone into his room Mm -hmm. for some action. I mean, 
we've seen getting we've seen games getting postponed in virtually every other league, both in and out of the U.S. I mean, you can see it right now mm-hmm. with what's happening oh. with the NFL. The freaking mm-hmm. Pats game has gotten moved twice already. And don't yep. even get me started with college football. I was watching the Texas A&M Florida game, and uh, College Station was freaking packed. It was like nothing's going on. Nothing's it's going crazy. On telling you that shit is a ticking time bomb and on that note i i really want to give a shout out to wnba commissioner kathy engelbert who also did a fantastic job and also had zero positive tests in the wnba bubble yeah this is, a, this is an easy shoot i mean like you said zero positive tests i mean granted it's easier to do basketball because the rosters are a little bit smaller and you can kind of do everything in a neutral site but unlike football you can't put like what 32 teams in one state because you got to find football fields all over the place and baseball is kind of the same thing you know you just don't have enough arenas for that basketball was a little easier because you know like i said the rosters were smaller but um <clears throat> yeah as far as social justice issues that was also a plus when you when your league's predominantly black you know you have to listen to them you know they have a message they want to get out you know you got to serve your employees so they did a good job with promoting all that stuff on the court um the messages on the back of the jerseys you know players they have more leeway to be outspoken in this sport than any other sport and you know i want to give props to adam silver he's always been that type of commit he's probably the best commissioner in sports by the way uh for always you know listening to the players working with them then against them i'm looking at you roger goodell he did about face now but back then you wasn't working with him he was working against them you know, he works with them. I can't say the same thing if David Stern was, rest in peace, if David Stern was leading this league, because remember, he instituted that dress code to be more business-like, and I get it, but you were pretty much targeting the black people in the league because Allen Iverson was wearing, you know, uh, goat boy t-shirts and, you know, baggy jeans and durags. So Adam Silver, you know, he's come a long way and he's just been progressive from the start. You know, props props to him in, uh, in the NBA for doing it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, I first and foremost want to say, shoot all the way. Adam Silver, we love you. Thank you. This was so much fun to watch. Um, The personal connection is being able to see my favorite sport take over uh, a location where, you know, personally, I spent some time as well in that area at the particular resort, not in the new tower, of course, but, you know, it it was really nice to see all of that the production uh and most important you guys have touched on it is the the advocating for social justice as well i think they've done such a beautiful job of, of everything listening the little, little boycott scare obviously you know we, we had that where we shut down the games for like three days in a row uh they listened they came back to play they finished this thing out uh this this is great this is awesome you know thank you so much i I mean, what else is there to say beyond beyond what we we've all said here? And I think basketball fans across you know the nation, the world. I mean, we're thankful we we're able to see basketball, you know, at its finest on on a different level. Uh, meaning, you know, I don't know, guys. I, I'm gonna miss those one o'clock, two o'clock Eastern time starts, you know, throughout the day, and knowing that there's three more games to watch when you get off of work, mm-hmm. knowing that there's like a prime time game at you know nine o'clock my oh, time, man. you know, thirty miles down the road. Like it's so it's such like this cool feeling man um so yeah i'm getting a little bit more you know am i i'm getting a little bit more excited like a kid it, it was like it was like christmas day man when the envy rebooted rebooted we talked about this so yeah it was fun i enjoyed this guys so shoot all the way adam silver they, you, adam silver for president man fuck it <laughs> eh, take it easy take it easy let's let's get an actual like person better than who we got now oh, yeah. 
this time around, okay? <laughs> yep. Studs and duds. All right, we got the studs and duds of the bubble overalls. So this week, we'll bring you guys one stud of the overall bubble and one dud of the overall bubble. Gabe, I'll let you go first. <laughs> Who's your stud of the bubble overall? Oh, my God. I don't even want to say this. But um, surprisingly, it was the Lakers bench in the finals. <laughs> I mean, look, we all know how I felt about them. I call them a ragtag bunch of shit. Oh, man. I mean, but look, here, he's look let me just explain. Yeah, he's, he's trying to save face. Exactly. No, no, I'm, 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 face. Face. I'm huh? a realist. I see. I call it like I see it. Oh, he's a realist after, now. After, yeah, after realist. game one, after game one, I was like, they will never shoot like this again. They was hitting every freaking three-pointer on the court. It just slowly continued and continued and continued. KCP, even though he's, he's a starting five member, but good guy, guy, where did you come from? Like, dude, like, this wasn't Detroit. Like, what, what was happening with that guy? They all showed up. And Rondo, of course, you know, his playoff Rondo, even though he finds that offensive. But, um, yeah, they all showed up and they, you know, took care of business. So I was pleasantly surprised at their play. And, you know, I'm sorry. You know, I, I tried y'all, but y'all get props from me this time. I'm a, I'm a real G. That's what I do. For all intents and purposes, realist is spelled R-E-A-L-I-S. We ain't got time for the T. <laughs> wow. Yo, that's what's up. All right, Robbie, what, well, who's your stud of, of this overall bubble? My stud of the bubble overall is the bubble MVP, Damian Littard. He averaged 37 points per game in the seeding games, scoring... 51, 61, and 42 points in Portland's last three games. Beat out five teams to get the eighth seed in the Western Conference and even won a game versus LeBron and the Lakers in the first round. I, I think there were many suds in the bubble, but to me, Damian was the ultimate one. Okay. I mean, you know, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going with such the obvious pick here. You know, obviously... The one and only, the champion, the four-time champion, LeBron James. I mean, you know, I mean. Surprise, surprise. He, he, won, he won the bubble. I mean, how else? Like, who is the overall stud besides the man who has led his team to win the NBA championship? I mean, his NBA final stats is 29 points per game, almost 12 rebounds a game, 8.5 assists per game, shooting 59%. If you want to round up to 60%. I mean, come on. That's, it was already, year 17, 35 years old. I mean. Guys, his age don't do this anymore. He won the bubble. You won the bubble, LeBron. Congratulations. You're the stud of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Gabe, who is your dud? Of the right. I think we all, well, I want to speak for you guys, but the obvious dud had to be the LA Clippers, right? I mean, you're up 3-1 against the Nuggets, and you just squander the series. Like, I mean, it's who was, a lot who of was the biggest up. dud for you out of all the Clippers? Man. If I had to pick, I'm going to go with both Williams and Harold because they didn't play up to their sta- their normal standards. You know what I mean? Like in a regular season. They kind of struggled a bit, but it's almost like a team effort. Like, they said they were tired, they were flamed out, but shouldn't everybody be tired and flamed out at this point in the season? So that was pretty much a, a stupid excuse. But um, this is Doc Rivers in general. He's had too many of these 3-1 and series leads and blowing them, like, I don't know if it's a him thing or if the Clippers are really cursed, which it appears so. 
But, yeah, it has to go to them. Like, you had these guys on the ropes, and you let them back in, and you lost. So, definitely the Clippers. Robbie, explain to us your dud of the bubble. My dud of the bubble, I think that is an excellent choice of duds, Gabe, first of all. Second of Mm -hmm. all, my dud of the bubble has to go to Danwell House for compromising the bubble to get some WAP and get a nut off. (laughs) And for ruining his marriage. Well, my guy. Oh, no. He's not my guy no more. Oh, no. Uh, (laughs) Gabriel. I didn't know he was married. My bad. No, no. He's not my guy. Could you you imagine the chaos that would have ensued if we had to stop the league during the playoffs again because of this idiot? Could you imagine the wrath he would have received from LeBron James if... His chances at his so-coveted fourth ring got destroyed because of this idiot and players testing positive for COVID and that causing the league to just straight up cancel the rest of the season. Mm, brother had brother had needs. I guess he had to get some. I'm not agreeing with it, but that's my, not my guy anymore. Sorry. The ultimate dud. <laughs> the ultimate dud. You damn fool. Wop, wop, wop. Oh man, yeah, that's a really good dud. That's a very good one, Robbie. I have to, I have to really, you know, resonate. Now, I mean, I was gonna go with the Clippers overall, um, especially coming out of the, the reboot. We we hyped up the restart of this bubble, and the first game we got was, well, technically the second game, but you know, the, the first primetime game was you know the Clippers and Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw LeBron what he did against Kawhi and Paul George ironically and maybe not ironically for some of us here but isn't it interesting how like the season ended you know with lebron james holding up that trophy and and how it started the reboot started it's not very Um, interesting it's very interesting it's great it's 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 perfect it's it's the best it's so predictable so boring it's no other way that you know it would have happened i mean it's predictable Mm -hmm. because you guys knew it was going to happen like it's he's the greatest so anyways i i gotta go i gotta go with the clippers though um i think when you know we talked about them obviously putting together one of the best teams this year i want to say overnight just for lack of better words but over a summer you put together lawrence frank you put together an amazing team like that and on paper it looks really good there you know you, you got your guy to win six man of the year uh, you know, you got Lou Williams still there on the bench. Um, it was very questionable if uh, you were going to get that full, you know, roster. But they all they all came back into the bubble. We all we all played a full strength series against the Denver Nuggets, and uh, that that's got to be the biggest dud. I mean, for mm-hmm. the game, the purpose of the game, and just the, the NBA as well. Just expectations just weren't really met. So I got to give them my you know my biggest dud of the bubble. I mean, everything else was just kind of predictable. Dame out in the first round. The Rockets, eh. I mean, all of that's predictable. Yeah. Let me uh, interject something that's, I want to say unrelated, but it's kind of related. Who remembers the commercials where LeBron was sitting around with his four childhood friends or three childhood friends or whatever, and he was watching a show about him and his basketball career, and he said, that right there made me the greatest of all time. Do you guys remember that commercial by any chance? No? Crickets? No? You don't remember that commercial? I bring that up because LeBron just had a quote now that says, y'all can do the debates doing interviews about who's the greatest of all time. He's telling that to ESPN. But didn't he say he was the greatest of all time after he hit some particular shot in the series? 
to, I guess, go to the next round or whatever. He called himself the goat at one point, if you look it up. So now he said, oh, no, you guys can discuss that. He loves the attention. That's all I got to say. Bastard. I mean, I don't remember the commercial. So, I mean, we're going to have to definitely look into that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember the commercial. Son of a bitch. It, it, it must have been like in 03 when I was, you know, like 12 years old and you were like. That made me the greatest of all time. That shot right there. Like, okay. Sure, LeBron. Got it. Mm-hmm. You were definitely is that what you had to, 12 is that what you had in to 2003, say? you old fart. <laughs> I was. You were 12? Was around, oh, was the, it was called More Than Basketball. It was about him and his friends. He, they was watching their own show. How, how conceited is that shit, first of all? But um, yeah, they was watching. <laughs> they was you watching know what's the, funny? That's what was going through my mind. I'm like, ugh. So it's like, fucking really? conceited. It, it's crazy. They're watching their own show about them. That made me the greatest of all time. Like, dude. I mean, you you wouldn't. Do you listen to your own podcast? I don't. I don't. <laughs> so, I mean, see, exactly. This is why. All right, you know what? We're, we're going to find a new. We're going to replace you for next year, man. <laughs> just, this is ridiculous. Just kidding. Next. All right. And then there was one more left that needed to be eliminated from the NBA bubble. And how ironic we have Heat fans send off the Miami Heat. Alright. Here I go. We are here to celebrate a remarkable run by the Miami Heat who shouldn't have made the finals and after game one should have gone up in flames. But they swept the Pacers beat the Bucks up, and sent the Celtics home crying. Undersized, overmatched, shorthanded, they managed to push those damn Lakers to six games. So let us remember the men who defied all odds to make this happen, like the baby goat, Tyler Hero, whose cojones grew three sizes with every shot he took, and Duncan, who Miami still runs on when he shoots, but runs away from when he plays defense, we will never forget the wrist-bending block by Bam that left the entire city of Boston damn near shook. Shout out to the Dragon, whose contributions were instrumental with 20 points per game before he got hurt. And to Kendrick Nunn, who played his best in the finals and is hopefully back to being a top rookie. Special thanks to the midseason trade that brought us Jay Crowder, a washed-up Iggy, and a Solomon Hill, who looks like a homeless guy on the court, but can still shoot that big three. What more can we say about James Butler, who should have been drowning in cocaine and strippers? Instead, he embodied the heat culture, put the team on his back and faced LeBron with absolutely no fear. Don't be fooled by his tears. Coach Spo showed us all he is the commensurate mastermind who will use this as motivation and lead the Miami Heat back to the NBA Finals again next year. Celebration bitches. Hear them draw. Crocodile tears. It wasn't real. Thanks for playing again, Miami. Shut up, Shane. You are. This is our moment to mourn in peace. Thank you. Son of a bitch. God damn it. Really, guys? Game six? Got to lose by that many damn points? Whose fault is it, baby? Vikings. Whose fault is it? I don't know. 
Oh, well, Gabe wasn't watching the games. He was, he, he gave up at like halftime and started not. watching the Sunday night football instead. But the pain of them losing I'm hurt. a real fan. I stuck through it all. I've been living longer, so I am a real fan. I did not get up and go to bed and cry. But I'm older. Bird yes. I'm you are life. older. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Not even a curfew could, not even breaking curfew could keep Gabe up. All right, that is our championship edition of the 2019-2020 NBA season as it has come to a close. But wait, there is more. Coming up here in the offseason, we are still sticking with you. Yes, you'll hear my voice, Robbie Gabe. We're still here. Uh, we will have our own special edition of all NBA teams. We're going to fix teams up and bring them back to prominence. We'll also announce NBA team soundtracks. And we're coming face-to-face with some bad takes we've made based on this season. Looking forward to that one, guys. Uh, we have a lot more as well coming up over the course here of the next few months in the offseason. Uh, we'll have some special guests. Very, very special guests as well. Meaning, unfortunately, Robbie, we lost to a lot of the, the other guys in the podcaster challenge. But it's okay. We'll, we'll bring some of those guys back on here. And uh, we'll, we'll talk some more shit. And we'll also... Get their insight here of what the season was like and fixing up some other teams. Uh, shout out to everybody who has participated in the podcaster bracket challenge as well. As well. And uh, make sure you guys do follow us on Instagram, Twitter at Baseline Time. A lot of amazing content and graphics there that uh, are pretty interesting. There, you'll see Gabe's face there a couple of times, ironically. Because I'm beautiful, baby. He's very memeable, very memeable. graphic friendly face. Mm. Word. Nice. Word. That's a good compliment. Very good compliment. And as always, you guys can find us on the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Shout out to everybody, India, if you were joining us here through the Ghana app. We appreciate you. We love you out there. And make sure you follow me at Baseline Chevy on Twitter. Robbie Gabe, where can we find you all at this time? At Robin Hood with an H and a Y on the gram and the Twitter. Gabe XL on Twitter and LG84 on the gram. Boom. Any shout outs? I got a shout out. Let's hear it. I've got a shout out to uh, a very, a pretty special guy. He is uh, one of our co hosts who's celebrating his birthday on Wednesday. Oh, no. Entering his 30s and Uh, taking another step closer into morphing into Gabriel Lloyd. uh, I I got something for you here. I scoured the internet and I found the three rules of getting older. And, you know, maybe Gabe can agree on these and, you know, maybe this can help you out. You ready? Let's hear them. Let's go. All right. Number one. Never pass a toilet without using it. Number two. (laughs) Never waste a hard on, always use it. Oh, no doubt. Oh my goodness. No doubt. Number three, never, ever trust a fart, especially when out in public. And and I'll leave it with this quote. Don't Hmm. let aging get you down. It's too hard to get back up. Wow. 
Happy early yep. birthday, CEO Chevy. Happy that's birthday, Chev. Yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. That's that's dope, man. I would that's sing awesome. you. I would sing you the Venezuelan happy birthday song, but like we would never end this podcast because that <laughs> shit is super long. So just YouTube it. Okay, perfect. Maybe you can you know voice message me later on my real birthday date. Perfect. Any shout outs for you, Gabe? Unfortunately, I don't have any again. I mean, I'm sorry. Other than sports, there's really nothing else going on. I mean, what else is happening? Um. I, I don't know. Um, you Stop know, what? just paying attention to sports. There's other things in life. Dude. I know, but I can't think of nothing. You know what? I'm gonna stay with Robbie's. Happy birthday, Chef. You my dog, bro. Right. MySpace days, we go way back. You feel me? Uh, yeah. We... There you <laughs> Gabe go. With the or Gabe with the the the, the, the Ultima with the rims. I remember those days, man. <laughs> right? That Ultima was badass. I had four twelves in the back. Okay, you know about that. Oh, man. Guys, English, know. English. We have people in India listening. Oh, my bad. I have four uh, subwoofers in my trunk. And I have <laughs> big wheels on my car. Do it in the there voice. Do it in the voice. This is terrible. Oh, I have four speakers in the back of my trunk, and I have big wheels in my car. Oh, my God. Tinted windows. <laughs> I was, simply put, the shit. Oh, man. That's beautiful. That's wonderful. I love it, Gabe. I appreciate you guys. I mean, I have a couple of shout outs here. The first one, uh, just a little bit more subtle, more related, more related to the basketball side. I wanted to shout out to Frank Vogel. Um, typically, you don't see coaches come in, head coaches come in from the path that he's taken. And, um, you know, in Indiana, uh, ironically, LeBron James knocked him out in, with his Indiana Pacers when he coached them. Frank took a job in Orlando, and for a couple years in Orlando, maybe about two or three seasons, he, he didn't really get that true opportunity um, built based on the rosters you know, built around him. And he, he was fired. You know, he just didn't really look like a coach that would get rehired at any point. Maybe maybe an assistant coach at the most. Uh, but but obviously the Lakers picked him up, and, and he, he's a champion. And, and you know what, guys? From what I can recall, I, I don't think we've heard any sort of any kind of you know gray areas with LeBron and Frank, they seem to have like this very good relationship with each other. So I think that's really good to see for LeBron, being that he's had a lot of different criticisms and his, with his relationships and his head coaches. So shout out to Frank Vogel first and foremost, since he has some Orlando ties. Um, you know, a second, you know, shout out to you guys because uh, without you guys, this isn't possible. This bubble coverage has been amazing uh, for Baseline Times, the website, the Instagram. I mean, just across the board, like. Dude, we we do some top-notch shit here. We appreciate everybody listening to us, but you know, without you guys and obviously here me joining you guys on the show weekly, there is no show. So we did the damn thing. Shout out to everybody at Baseline Times on, on the home team as well. So mm-hmm. we did it, guys. And um, again, off season coming up, and uh, I'm looking forward to <laughs> guys. It's so weird. We ironically now have to wait to the rest of the the year ends like that's kind of sad that yeah, we no. literally have to wait for 2021 to like hear basketball coming back and it's kind of sad right yeah but i'm so, really pumped for our off-season stuff i think yeah our off-season stuff is great yeah it's mm-hmm. you know we're hyping this we're, shit we're getting yeah we're getting our our audience involved you guys are gonna have the opportunity to vote on a lot of stuff and, and get your input so it's gonna be very interactive our special guests are gonna come on and it's gonna be fun man we got a lot of shit to hold us over until basketball comes back. So make sure you're following us and 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 listening, man. Don't don't tune out just because the season's over. We are still here. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll take a little break this week after this and uh, celebrate LeBron's fourth baby. 
Thank you, LeBron. Thank you out there. LeBron, if you ever answer, thank you, LeBron. This is great. Let's go, baby. Number four. Yeah, we're ready to talk. We're ready to talk about you know him getting number five, right? No. He ain't getting number five, man. What you talking about? Here we he go. ain't getting number five, dog. The Warriors are coming back. Are you What's from What's that Keith McHale? Oh, here it goes. You, you know, you know, you know. <laughs> or, or they're saying, like, Tommy, you ain't got no job, man. He ain't getting number four, dog. He ain't getting number four. You know, number five, sorry. You know this. The Warriors go, they go dispatch of them. They, they go run them. Go. You know what I'm saying? Go to say Warriors. I've never been a Warriors fan, but I will be next year. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah I'm, because I'm, yeah. Here. I'm here for the Golden State Warriors as oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do oh, we yeah. sign up for this bandwagon? My, I gotta find a form. Yeah, I'm fine with it. My boy Craig. Yo, yo, yo. Well, uh, it, it's, been, it's been a pleasure, though. On the real, if you guys have listened to us through this NBA bubble, and uh, we hope to see you again here shortly. And please make sure you join us at BaselineTimes.com. Follow the Twitter and Instagram at BaselineTimes because we actually do have some great football content out there as well. And there's some giveaways coming up, so you might not want to miss on some free sports shit. 